Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Unbiased Football Talk. I am one of your hosts, James Aguirre. Joining me tonight is Big Mike Harrington. Mike, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing well, man. Uh, ready to talk some ball. Uh, crazy week. Uh, we had uh, two situations where uh, we, we had the the, the league kind of paid homage to uh, to one of the most embarrassing plays in in NFL history. One being <laughs> the, the the safety from from your guy. Uh, uh, um, what's his name? Jimmy Garoppolo. And then the yeah, other one, yeah. the butt fumble from 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 Mark Sanchez. But instead, it was it was in form of a butt punt. So <laughs> hey, it was pretty pretty interesting. Paying homage to the past by some crazy plays as well as some um, uh, the league kind of being flipped upside down for what was going on around the league. So, yeah, pretty interesting weekend. Yeah, uh, you saw Overlowski kind of embrace it, saying, thank God, finally someone else did it. But uh, Mark Sanchez <laughs> was not having it. He said, stay out of my lane. So I guess uh, we still got, he's still going to fight off any butt fumble that occurs or situations like that. But you know, unfortunately, Ian can't be with here. Can't be with us tonight. He, uh, the wife and kids are kicking his ass. It's too late for him. I'm sorry, buddy. We'll get you next time. But um, the the butt punt actually happened. And uh, the first topic that we're going to discuss is uh, the the three and O Miami Dolphins uh, beating the Buffalo Bills. Was it 19 to 17 or 21 17, something like that, uh, in a game with which. You know, they were dominated in the box score, like up and down. Like Buffalo ran, Buffalo ran, I believe, 90 plays, and the Dolphins ran 40 or wow. 39 or something. It's something crazy like that. They had the ball like two times, like two, the twice the amount of time that uh, Miami had it, and, uh, you know, missed field goals and turnovers, and all of a sudden, a big play to Jalen Waddle, and Miami scores a go ahead touchdown, holds on for the victory. But um, I just wanted to give them their praise, their you know, their um, their props. Mike McDaniel, three and zero as the first time head coach going against Bill Belichick, John Harbaugh, and Sean McDermott. You know, you talk about the AFC the past 20, 25 years. Uh, Belichick and Harbaugh have been there pretty much the entire time. So, uh, props to him getting those wins uh, to start his career. Uh, Mike, what what do you think of the Dolphins' impressive start so far? Yeah, you know, they, he he definitely went in there, took care of business, and beat a who's who of coaches uh, historically in uh, these past three games. But I do want to push back on you a little bit about the Dolphins with with the with those three those three wins. Well, at least the first one uh, this this past weekend with the with the Bills, um, that he was going against a, a depleted defense, at least in the secondary. So he, they weren't seeing the full strength of the Bills. They were at home, so that was a that that also helps. Because you know it is tough to play in Miami during this time of the year, and and you see it historically; those teams come down uh, to Miami and they just don't bring their A game. You see as far back as when the, the Patriots would go back into ta- uh, going to town, you know, back in the day when when Brady was there, and and they would go into Miami and struggle. So uh, that that that's historically been a problem. The second one is you know the Ravens. You know the Ravens had a twenty-eight to seven lead on them at some point. And it took for two to have a heroic performance to pull off that win. So um, the Dolphins, yeah, great three and zero start, but there there are there are some uh, chinks to their armor, for uh, lack of better words. But there it, it 
anytime that you can pull off a win, even when you don't bring your best game, that's got to be that's got to be praised and has got to be celebrated. So I do push back just a little bit. But, you know, the, the, the Dolphins look pretty good. They're winning games that they're not supposed to be winning and they're winning games that they're not necessarily bringing their A game. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, the that, that pushback is warranted. You know, they they've won two games that they probably shouldn't have won so far. But the, the mark of a good team, a good coach, is to win games you're not supposed to. So Absolutely. yeah, I, I understand they got dom- they they got <coughs> excuse me they got dominated in the box score against the Bills. Uh, they need a miraculous comeback against the Ravens. But you know, at the end of the day, they have three wins and no losses. So you know, props to them for figuring out a way to to win. You know, when maybe their their team wasn't firing all cylinders. Now. Uh, most of the credit is going to go to the offense so far this year, averaging uh, 6.4 yards per play, which is second in the league. However, the defense so far getting 6.3 yards per play, which is uh, around third worst. So defense has some um, has some uh, ground to catch up on, but the offense has been really good. And I think that's a that's a testament to what Mike McDaniel has brought. The offensive coordinator slash run game coordinator for the Niners for the past few years. Plucked in from San Francisco, goes to another warmer, sunny area, and plays with a quarterback, arguably with similar skill set to a guy he had, Jimmy Garoppolo, and he's getting the most out of Tua. So, you know, props to McDaniel for squeezing out all the, all the production he can to Tua so far. Props to the fans for uh, winning three ga- their first three games. Now they get a tough test, you know, going on the road against Cincinnati um, in a game where they're three point underdogs. And you might see, like, the three and Dolphins are three point underdogs against the one and two Bengals. Well, I mean, there's a reason for that. Like we said, uh, yards per play differential zero point one so far. Uh, they won two games. They probably had no business winning in this past game. Like, they needed everything to go right for them to win. Uh, despite Buffalo missing like eleven players at one point, you know, from the Heat or whatever, getting dominant in the box score against Buffalo. Um, they still put out the win, but now they go on the road to Cincinnati. And if you're a Benny man, I, I kind of like the spot for Cincinnati, to be honest, laying the three or whatever it is right now. Uh, Stripes took all the value, taking like minus two and a half or so. But, you know, the spread comes in play around half the time in football games. So if you just pick the winner, you you have like a decent style covering the spread because it might not even come to play. So I kind of like Cincinnati this Thursday. But uh, let's not take away too much from the – from the Dolphins, we're here to praise him. Uh, any any last right. words on that, Mike? Yeah, you know it, it is a point one difference between uh, yards per per play offensively and defensively. But you know, in the Dolphins' case, I will say that though that number defensively will go down. Uh, they have a pretty solid defense, but they did run into a bus all with both of those offenses that they faced with the Ravens and the Bills. So I, I'm assuming that I'm expecting that that number is going to go down over the over the next few weeks. And um, it's more likely for that defense, those numbers to go down on defense than for those numbers to go down on offense. Yeah, no, definitely. They, they ran into uh, two of the best offenses in the league these past two weeks. So do expect the defense to play better from here on out. I want to say one more thing about this. <clears throat> I don't, if anything, I, I've grown kind of like um, with a bias against Miami the past few years just because from the website, football website I used to write for, uh, there's a lot of Miami fans that work there. So I have a lot of Miami fans on my Twitter timeline. Uh, that being said, 
I've never enjoyed a win as much for a team I don't care about more than I did Miami. Just watching like the Buffalo fans and the reporters reaction, like, could you cry more, please? Can you please cry more? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. If we can't, if we can't get uh, shade in Miami, they shouldn't have heaters when they come to Buffalo. Like, oh my God, dude, oh, shut stop up. it. Stop it. <laughs> it was it was such a it was such a cry fest. It was it was awesome just seeing them melt down over one loss. Like you guys are still good. You're still probably the best team in the league. But uh, it was it was great. I loved it. Uh, shout out to Chris and Shane, uh, former colleagues over there at Pro Football Network. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed that win as much as I enjoyed laughing at the Bills fans crying on Twitter. But um, let's go ahead and go up to our next segment, the AFC West. Uh, what was what was um, touted as the best division in football leading up to the season, which, you know, I agreed with it. It, it looks stacked, you know, absolutely looks stacked. Uh, so far, they are looking lackluster. Um, the Chargers, Justin Herbert is hurt. He had no business playing all four quarters of that game. Like, Char uh, Jags plus six and a half was one of the easiest bets I thought ever existed. Because even, even if Herbert played, you didn't know how healthy he was. Uh, they, yeah, that line was hanging all week, even with Herbert Stass and Dow. So uh, I hope you got in on that. Uh, but yeah, the Herbert's hurt right now. He's not playing. He's he doesn't look too hot. The Raiders are the last winless team in the league. I'll leave most of that to you, Mike. And then the Broncos. We just saw arguably the worst football game I've ever seen. <laughs> um, <laughs> at, at least at least this year. You know, we love to live in the moment and hyperbole and whatnot, but. That game was terrible. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett is bad, which, I mean, speaks more bad about Shanahan that he lost to him. And then uh, Russell Wilson is not the same player we saw in the past three years. So, uh, Mike, what do you have to say about the, the division so far underperforming? So I'll, I'll go I'll go by team, right? We'll start up from the top right now. I'll start off with the Chiefs. Um, right now, the Chiefs kind of look like they, 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 took, they took a small step back as expected on offense so far, at least in that game against the Colts. Now, historically, you see you see uh, uh, Gus Bradley's defense. He, does, uh, he doesn't do so well, but at least he didn't with the Raiders uh, against the Chiefs. Usually he runs a cover three. Uh, he decided to change his mind and run a cover four, and Patrick Mahomes isn't that type of quarterback, like I've mentioned before, that doesn't want to take uh, those those underneath shots. He wants to go for the home run. He kind of grows impatient to uh, trying to go downfield. I mean, trying to go down, you know, slowly down and uh, and 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 be methodical on, on different on different uh, on different drives. And and it kind of showed in this game where he he, he was kind of slowed down. Um, another thing I'm concerned with the Chiefs is uh, the relationship between offensive coordinator and Patrick Mahomes. I don't know if you saw this, but he was kind of he kind of had like a little spat with Eric Bieniemy. Um, Eric Bieniemy seems like the type of guy to me that if things don't go well with the Chiefs this season, that he's going to be the scapegoat if things don't go well um, often uh, with with uh, with the Chiefs, and he might be the guy that they'll let go before anything else happens. Um, so kind of keep your eye on on that. It, it might it's, it might be an outlandish kind of kind of overreaction at this point, but I mean uh, they you know Eric Bieniemy has been one of those guys where you know he, we were expecting to see him as a head coach at this point, but for whatever reason, whether it be a uh, he just doesn't interview well or 
it's just something like you know he's just not that he he's just he might be like a a, a puppet of some sort for for uh andy reed I, I don't know if if things don't go well there he might be he might be uh might be seeing the door at this point um as far as the chargers go well this is this is happening you know what what we all expected with the chargers uh injuries every year is an injury situation one way or the other um hate to see it i mean anytime that you know you get these professional players who work so hard on their craft year round and they go out when the game's on the line and then they just they get injured out for the season and they have to go through that long process of rehab long process of 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 getting back to that elite level again um it's it's hard it's hard to see and i say that because they're one of their top left tackles uh, went out for the season, uh, Rashawn Slater. And then uh, Joey Bosa is also dealing with a little bit of injury. So, you know, just keep your eye out for the Chargers. They, they Like we've, we mentioned before, they're great on paper, but they just deal with the injury bug every single year. So, And then not to mention uh, Justin Herbert, you know, he's dealing with some ribs right now. So that could be a little tough. The Broncos don't have an offense. There's nothing else to say. They just they are struggling on offense. Uh, Russell Wilson is he, he? I don't know if it's the system or he's just he just doesn't have that 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 uh, magic like we've seen him before. Now it showed in spurts in that game, but uh, it just doesn't it doesn't look the same. It doesn't look the same. I don't know if it's age or injuries catching up to him or just the system or not. I have no idea. But as of right now, it just doesn't look good offensively. Um, and then the Raiders. I mean, Josh McDaniels doesn't look like a head coach in this league. Um, he's 11 and 20 all time as a head coach. He's one and 10 in his last 11. You know, I think if, if I was uh Mark Davis, I would, I would put him on a short leash. Anytime you're dealing with, uh, the, 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 the money on the line, like in Vegas and, and the level of, of, of fans that come in through there, you're, you're dealing with a lot of, you're dealing with trying to sell the product to guys. And if the Raiders are bringing a losing product to that city, who's going to come see them watch? Who, who's going to come see them play? So it has to, it has to be that if 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 Josh McDaniels doesn't get it together, he's got to he's got to go. And I know it's early; it's three games in the season. But you know, look at his big his large body of work. He he doesn't produce as a head coach, so it might be time for him to go. If he doesn't, well, he's got the Broncos this week. And and he's got the Chiefs the following week, so if he doesn't he doesn't come out of here at least with one of those wins, it might be time for him to go short leash. Hey, and I don't think it's an overreaction either. So um, as a whole, there's a lot of holes in this division, and and it's being exposed right now. These teams heard it all off season. Hey, the AFC West is going to be a buzzsaw. This and that. So I think these teams come with, with a little bit of extra. Uh, motivation coming in there to prove that they can hang with these teams, and I, I think a lot of these teams believe their own hype. Yeah, it's possible. You know the old phrase, reading your own newspaper clippings. You know, there's no newspapers around anymore. But uh, yeah, it could be that they just bond their own hype and they're not really uh, putting forth the effort that we thought we would see. But or it could be that maybe they aren't as good as we thought they were. You know. Yeah. Uh, I heard on the on the Haber Middle Club podcast they they watch uh, John watched the uh, Raiders game and he's he said you know Nathaniel Haggis being regarded as a village idiot but McDaniel's made some 
decisions there that like were worse than what ha- we've seen in Hackett this year, which is pretty alarming, you know? Uh, so yeah, I think it's for the Raiders. I think you could totally blame it on the coach because they have a good squad, you know? And like John has said twice the past two weeks, you know, McDaniels goes up to the podium after the loss and says, uh, we got to learn to win. And no. it's like, no, the Raiders made the playoffs last year without you. Like you are a losing head coach. You need to learn how to win, buddy. Right. Like, how do you feel? How do you feel if you're Max Crosby? Like hearing your coach say that when you were ten and six last year, or ten, whatever they were, ten and seven. You know, like what? What, what are you supposed to do? Like, hey, coach, uh, we were in the playoffs last year. You haven't. You you're below five hundred as a head coach. Like maybe we should. Um, maybe you should have some. You know, little, be more a little more humble regarding our results. But yeah, I I would put all the Raiders blame on the coach. Like you said, like he is not impressive so far to start the year. Uh, for the Chargers, I think it's fair to uh, put on the coach as well. You know, they, they're, again, their squad is too talented. Like they, they, they're just too good. And it's not, it's not like the Broncos talented where you're getting a brand new head coach and quarterback. Now Staley's with Herbert last year. They added some ancillary pieces, which theoretically you should be able to plug and play and improve your squad. But I mean, I'm going to give him a pass for this past week because Herbert was hurt. But even then, he was hurt and you played him all four quarters. You're trying to score with 20 seconds left and you're down by 30. What are you doing? Like, what what are we doing? You know, if I'm the owner, like, the best owner is one who doesn't interfere with the GM and head coach, right? They, they know more football. You let them make their own decisions. But holy shit, I'm going to pay this guy. I want to, I want to pay this guy $500 million in a couple of years. He needs to be healthy. What are we doing playing him in this scenario? Like, they're, they're, I don't, I really don't understand that. You and I can see that he's not gonna, he shouldn't have played. And Staley says that uh, uh, he wanted to be out there. Well, you're the head coach, buddy. Like, make a decision. This is your team. Yes, he is the franchise quarterback, but you are in charge of the team, the organization so far. And yeah, you need to make that decision. Uh, no, you're sitting because we're not gonna win this game and you're hurt. Sorry, that's just the way it is. But, uh, yeah, Chargers, uh, lack of success, I also put on Staley. As for the Broncos, like, I had weird vibes about it coming into the season. Um, we saw, like, we saw a little bit of what made Russ special the past few years on that last drive, you know, uh, dodging guys, ducking under, hitting long throws. But that passing is to Judy he threw behind him on that wide open out. That He hits that in his sleep. You know, in his whole right. career, like that is that is alarming. You know, like what what is going on with, with with Russell? Is he just not good anymore? Now we saw a flash of it in the last drive, so that leads me to believe that he might still have it in him. Uh, Colin Cowherd brought up a maybe maybe Colin's right in this regard. Like Russ was just trying to appease Hackett because he's a nice guy, but now he's gonna you know just do his own thing, take over, make plays on his own. Which if that's the case, then the Broncos will be fine. But uh, I don't know if that's the case or not because we've only seen it once this year on that last drive against San Francisco. <coughs> Excuse me. So their their defense is too good. They, their skill players are way too talented for their offense to be this bad and for us to have as many concerns about them. Even if Hackett is a total, you know, clown show, the, the team is too talented. They're going to fall. In, they should be able to fall into playoff contention. You know, just based on the talent they have, if Russ is anything like what he used to be, the guy they paid $250 million to. And as far as the Chiefs, um, 
you know, there might be some trouble in paradise between Mahomes and the enemy. Uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna punish them for that loss too much, just because the Colts are a desperate own two team at home, uh, and the Chiefs don't have a kicking game right now. They don't trust their kicker. You know, they they did a fake field goal attempt on the fourth and one to try to convert it because you know Reed doesn't trust this guy. They lost Butker for I don't know for the year or for a while, but this new guy, yeah, he just he he can't do it. They don't trust him. So that that played into their decision making a little bit, played into the result of the game, obviously. I'm not going to punish them too much, but in these close games, like if you still have the same problems with your kicker, it's it's going to come back to haunt you because this is a game. This is a game of inches. You know, the margins are so thin, and you can't have you can't be biting your nails on a 35-yard field goal attempt, and that's what that's where the Chiefs are at right now. So, you know, like you say, it's interesting. Mahomes doesn't have the patience to, uh, I guess, quote Deacon dunk down the field when they have the players to do that. You know, you got Juju who thrived in the slot in Pittsburgh for so many years. Travis Kelsey, enough said. And uh, Edwards Hilaire is a common receiver out of the backfield. Like, they, they have the they have the tools to be patient and lead methodical drives. You know, they have the home run hitters, too. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I guess I, I guess I'll throw Sky Moyer because he's fast. But Nicole Hardman, he's a burner. Like, they can hit those big plays when they draw them up. Marquez Ellis-Scanling. But... If the defense is taking that away, then he just needs to take what they're giving him. So <coughs> to lead to lead, you know, a more successful drive. So we'll see. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out throughout the year. But um, I'm not too worried about the Chiefs just because you know Mahomes and Andy. I think they'll figure it out. But the rest of the teams in this division, like if Herbert's healthy, the Chargers will buy for the playoff spot. If uh, Russell Wilson finds his magic again, they're going to fall into playoff contention. The Raiders, I, that that's one I would hit the panic button on. You know, you, you shouldn't lose to the Titans. There's, you can't lose to the Titans in that game. Like, Derrick Henry is a shell of himself. The defense is not as good as it used to be. I get Vrabels is a good head coach, but you're a better team. That's a game you need to win, especially starting 0-2. And, I, yeah, I'm panic button. I'm hitting it. I'm, I don't know where the Raiders are going from here. Yeah, I, I got to agree with you. I've been hitting the panic button. I, I hit the panic button after the second game where they gave up a 20-point lead. So, um, and, and I say that because it's, it's for, for the Raiders, it just seems like it's a it's a, a, a team identity thing. And you usually get that from the quarterback. I mean, not the quarterback. You get that from the head coach. And for me, uh, Josh McDaniels just seems like um, really aloof. He seems nonchalant. He seems a little arrogant, too. And... You know, you you take on that similar uh, those similar those similar traits onto your team. You know, you're gonna go into a game thinking just your lineup alone is gonna beat some guys, and then on top of that, you know, you, you get punched in the mouth a couple times. You're giving up the game. First half, the Raiders came out there and got punched in the mouth, and it took them a while to adjust, and it got to a point where it was too little, too late. So that's that's a team identity thing. And if that's going to be the team identity, it's going to be time really quick to look for somebody new. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So we'll see if uh, I wonder what the odds are for McDaniel to be the first coach fired this year. I can't look it up right now, but I mean, maybe that's a that's a bet worth making. If he's not the if he's not at the top of the list. But um, that's going to be it for our AFC West uh, recap, as well as the. Um, the Dolphins praise. We're going to go game by game from week two, just give our quick thoughts, quick reactions to each game. I'll start with the Thursday night one, the Browns over the Steelers. Uh, I think the Bear team won on a short week, covered their spread. I expected them to cover the spread. They had a fluke loss against New York. 
I thought they would bounce back here, and they did. Yeah, I had the Steelers covering uh, covering the spread, actually getting a win on that one. Um, but the the Browns are doing they're doing enough to to on offense to win the game, and their defense they're relying heavy on the defense to to uh, keep the game close and make plays. So, hey, the Browns is a team to beat, and if uh, Watson comes back in in any sort of form as he's, as he's been beforehand, uh, they're going to be a team. They're going to be a tough team. They're going to be a tough out. What's the rookie quarterback the Steelers drafted? Uh, Kenny Pickett. It might be Kenny. it might be his show soon. Yeah, I think we're just on Pickett Watch from here on out with him. Uh, the Bears and the Texans. The Bears beat the Texans by three. Um, you know, at first, the, I think the Bears opened as three-point favorites. I'm like, oh, Texans plus three. That's so easy. Yeah. But uh, And then I thought about, like, well, are you really going to bank on the Texans to win a road game? I don't care who the opponent is. So, I mean, too bad. I guess the Texans, I won't call Texans a bad, bad team. But, I mean, they're, they're still not there. It's just a whatever whatever uh, game you know yeah and and i i, I kind of uh <laughs> drank that kool-aid too i had i had uh i actually had the the texans i was so confident that i i went money line on that game for the texans to win and uh bit me in the butt so um the, the bears i mean they're a young team uh they're they're finding ways to win games yeah they haven't beaten any great teams yet uh, well, they did actually beat the 49ers. Seems pretty solid team, but uh, that was a crazy game in the rain and then a lot of things going on with that one. But a young team learning how to win close games, uh, that that's a good recipe for uh, shocking some other guys down the down the line at the end of the season or during even the midseason. So um, good for Bears, good start, but uh, we'll, we'll see the, the weeks coming after that. Yeah, for the record, both of our picks are terrible this week, so don't, don't feel bad on that. Right. And, uh, <laughs> Justin Fields has like 21 completions through the first three weeks. You don't like to see that if you're a Bears fan, but hey, they're winning. They're young. They're not supposed to be winning. They are winning. So there is some positive to uh, garner from the start of the season for them. Uh, let's see. Lions and Vikings. Ian's Vikings come from behind, win 28 to 24. Uh, it was a shootout like I thought it would be. Unfortunate that uh, St. Brown missed some of that game. He came back, but I'm not sure how good he looked after that. Uh, Detroit, triple team Justin Jefferson allows KG Osborne to beat them on the last drive. Props to Kirk Cousins for leading that game-winning drive. And uh, it was looking bleak for the Vikings, but they're back to 2-1, and one, and right where they should be, in my opinion. Yeah, that was a, that was a great comeback for uh, Kirk Cousins and the Vikings who really needed that win. After uh, drawing up a blank, basically against the Eagles on Monday night, um, yeah, good win, good comeback. Uh, as far as the Lions go, this this team is I, I'm still I'm still on the Lions train. I've been on the Lions train for the last couple of years. I think they're a much improved squad. They're a young squad who needs to learn how to win football games, and this just was a, a perfect indication on 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 not knowing how to finish games. They were leading throughout this entire game, and uh, it, they just let it go, but this is a lesson learned for the Lions. I think down the line that they're gonna they're gonna learn how to win those games, and then they're gonna uh, pull off some upsets down the line. I still got them for eight wins. Yeah, no, I can definitely see them winning eight games. You know, they're that type of squad. Very, very good offense, defense kind of suspect. Um, they just, I think they just need a better quarterback. Honestly, I mean, oh, hot take, they need better than Jared Goff, but. If they had one, I think they'd be right there, you know, uh, as an easy playoff contender in the NFC. 
Yeah, I still think they can make the playoffs, even that one and two. You know, the NFC is pretty wide open, so uh, I don't think they're going anywhere anytime soon. Ravens beat the Patriots 37-26. I want to say uh, for DraftKings purposes, I didn't play Lamar and Andrews because I thought, you know, Patriots love to run the ball. Belichick, I give him uh, respect on defensive end to, you know, kind of muddy up the game for Lamar. And uh, nope, none of that happened. <laughs> he had 100 rushing yards, four passing touchdowns. So you can pretty much play Lamar Jackson any week in DraftKings. Uh, it doesn't matter who he's playing. He is... He's my second friend MVP so far. We'll get to my favorite uh, in a little bit. But uh, Ravens impressive win. They covered the spread. I thought it was a pretty easy spread, bet, in my opinion. Michael, what you get from this game? Yeah, I had the I had the Ravens uh, all the way on this one. I think I think we're I think we're conditioned to kind of give uh, Bill Belichick the benefit of the doubt. Um, but this team isn't good this year. Um, it, it, but at the same time, you know, we're conditioned. To, to go with our guy Bill Belichick and um, it, ju- it just doesn't look like that's the case this year I think we'll get bit a lot of times this year with that same kind of thought um, my favorite for for the MVP is Lamar Jackson right now he he looks unstoppable right now uh, he needs to get paid he needs to get paid now um, yeah I, 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 I would hate for anything to happen to him as far as injury before he gets paid um, so hey, if I was him, like, Hey, I would, I'd be going to the front office, any kind of free time he has to try to hammer out a deal to get him paid. Uh, sorry. I think I, I think I lost you there for a second, but, um, yeah, no, he's definitely, uh, proving that he, he's worthy of getting that big contract. Uh, one important news note from here, Matt, no, I was about to say Matt Collins, <laughs> oh, uh, Mac Jones, Mac Jones left the game with a high ankle sprain. Uh, he is, um, he's going to miss a couple weeks, I think, maybe still trying to get a second opinion, I don't know, but uh, yeah, it's not looking good for the Patriots, and Belichick, who knows, this might be his last year, uh, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. The Bengals get off the skid, they beat the Jets 27-12, to um, if the Bengals lost this game, I would have hit the panic button, but... Lo and behold, they pulled the victory like they should have covered the spread easily. I, I don't have much else from this game. Yeah, I was ready to uh, press the panic button for the Bengals, and I was wrong on that one. I, I, I love the Jets. I, I really want to see them succeed, um, but I don't think I don't think it's in the cards from this year. Um, tough loss. Defense for the Bengals really looks they look good against the Jets, and um, I'm interested to see what they're going to do against the Dolphins on Thursday. Yeah, definitely. I think they're going to pull that game out. I think they get to 2-2, two and two, but it should be a good game, uh, assuming Tua plays and it is uh, healthy. <clears throat> Excuse me. Eagles beat the Commanders 24-8. It wasn't that close. <laughs> Eagles totally dominated this game. Uh, I think they got up 24 to nothing in the first half. Yeah, 24 nothing in the first half, and then they just coasted the rest of the way. Uh, Washington had no answer for their defense. Wentz cannot get anything going safe for the final drive. Um, yeah, Eagles, uh, they're probably the best in the UFC right now. I'm sure you've heard that take a lot, but I can't really argue with it. Uh, yeah. What did you get for this game, Mike? Yeah, um, if I had to go 1-2 for the MVP voting, I'm going 1 Lamar Jackson. I'm going 2 Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts okay. has improved immensely in the passing game. Um, he's also a threat with running the ball. He, he's he's almost like a, um, like a, a small step behind uh, Lamar Jackson. I don't want to say like an off-brand because he's better than an off-brand. So 
you know, I, I would say that uh, if not, if not Lamar Jackson, I'm going, I'm going uh, Jalen Hurts for MVP. And as far as the Eagles go, hey, on, on the on the power rankings, when you see the power rankings come out in the morning, don't be surprised to see them number one in the NFL. Yeah, and I would have a hard time arguing with it. Uh, Jalen Hurts is my front runner for MVP. Like I said earlier, we get to him in a little bit. Uh, he is, um, he is. He is what everyone hopes Lance and Fields could be, you know, and actually he doesn't have as good of an arm as those two, but I mean, he's turned to a hell of a player. You know, uh, all I hear about this guy is that, you know, he loves football, great football character. Uh, he was the guy who got benched for two in the national championship game. And I, that, that was, a, I don't really watch college football, but I did watch that game. And I remember like, Oh my God! This dude got benched. And Tua came in, won the game. It was, it was pretty sweet. But uh, you know, going from getting benched on a national title to you know transferring to Oklahoma, now he's a starter for the Eagles, and they look like the best team in the NFC. Um, it's it's a great story. You know, uh, it's it's awesome to see. I would if I had MVP vote, he would get my vote tomorrow. Um, plus six fifty in the odds. Lamar Jackson is a short favorite, plus three fifty. Uh, hurts his fourth in the pecking one for Oz. So, I mean, if you agree with me, you think he should win it, then it's worthy of a bet. But, uh, yeah, Eagles look great. Hurts looks great. Uh, I think they're one of the teams to beat so far this year. Panthers beat the Saints 22-14. to um, A defensive score in the beginning, and the Panthers didn't have to do much else after that. Winston playing with a, essentially a broken back. I really got nothing to, much to, else to garner out this game. Yeah, me neither. It's it's the you know the the NFC South uh, besides the Bucks is one of those anybody can beat anybody. Um, the, the Saints look great one week and they look bad another week, and it, it's I don't know that kind of football is that erratic type of football from a team is is just hard to gauge. So um, as a better, I stayed away from that game big time. Yeah, just um, I, I feel kind of silly picking the Saints to win given. Uh, Vincent's back and they're going on the road, but you know, it is what it is. Panthers eked it out. Good for them. We'll move on. We already covered the, the Chargers, but I want to say uh, props to Ian for calling out Doug Peterson, coach of the year. That looks really good so far. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jags completely dominated them. Lawrence looks miles better than he did last year under Trash Urban Meyer. Um, why can't the why can't Jacksonville win the AFC South? You know, why, why can't they win that division right now? Yeah, I got nothing for you on that one. They can absolutely win the the AFC South in, in a division that doesn't look uh, doesn't look like the Colts or the Titans look like they want to take that one. So um, I, I would go with with the Jacksonville show from top to bottom, from number one to fifty three. They got the better lineup. They got the better roster than the rest of those teams in that division. Yeah, if you want to get froggy, uh, the Jaguars are sixty six to one to win the Super Bowl. Wow. Now, I'm not saying that they have that much of a shot, but if you get a home, if you get a team with a home game in the playoffs at 66 to one, I mean you can't do much worse than that. So uh, I'm not betting it, you know, but it's there if, if you want it. Someone wants to dab on it. The uh, Rams beat the Cardinals 20 to 12. I didn't really gain much from this game. Uh, the Cardinals looked as bad as they have, save for that one quarter against your beloved Raiders. Um, I don't know what Kyler Murray's deal is. They should have kept that closet for him to watch tape because like, I know they're missing a bunch of weapons, but 
I mean, they just don't look impressive, you know? They just, uh, they don't, nothing about them seems special. Yeah, they, here, here's my thing. They, they just paid Kyler Murray, and um, like I said, I, I just don't, I've, I've said this before, I don't think that he's the quarterback that does his due diligence, and it shows on the field. I'm not just saying that, I'm not echoing it just because, you know, this was a, this was a clause in his contract and all that stuff, but if you really look at the game, um, he he doesn't he doesn't read the offense that you would hope for him to 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 do as a as a as an elite quarterback in this league. Um, he 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 takes too many sacks. Uh, he when he's in under pressure, he doesn't look good. Um, and unfortunately, uh, because of that, if, if things don't work out with the Cardinals, the first person that's going to get the hook is Cliff Kingsbury. So um, and. You know, I was I I would say that Cliff Kingsbury probably was in over his head being an NFL coach from the beginning, but you know here we are, and I think that unfortunately, <laughs> it might not be his fault in this case, but he he's going to be the first one to get the hook if if things don't go well with the Cardinals this year so far. Yeah, uh, I don't have those odds up for me right now, but um, definitely another candidate to be first coach fired for the season. It's a little alarming that the Rams let another team hang around the fourth, but I mean, they're still good. They're probably going to make the playoffs still. They probably win the division, so not too concerned for them for a long-term perspective. Yeah. Uh, Fal- Falcons went on the road, beat the Seahawks. Shout out to Christian. Congrats, buddy. Uh, 27-23. Cordell Patterson uh, helped me win a couple hundred bucks on DraftKings this weekend. His late nice. start uh, helped me climb the climb the, uh, climb the the boards in that in the contest I was in. So thank you, CPAT. Um, there was another, this another game where the line first opened, like Seahawks are a favorite. How could that be? Well, I mean, they were only like a half point favorite, so it wasn't that egregious. Uh, but yeah, I got nothing else from this game. Yeah, they're still, uh, I, I think that came out because they're still kind of, uh, riding off that, uh, Broncos win on Monday night. And then the fact that they're at home, the 12th man, all that stuff that got them that, that half a point or whatever, um, the, the Falcons finally found uh, uh, Kyle Pitts in this game. Uh, he's been kind of a he's been kind of missing this whole season so far, and and they finally found him for this game. So that was good to see. But other than that, I don't really have anything else to say about that game. Yeah, they got they got something special with uh, London and Pitts there. Uh, when they yep. get a franchise quarterback, that's gonna be fun to watch. Uh, I will say one quick note on Pitts. He's not. I got this take from Lombardi, Mike Lombardi, which makes a lot of sense. He's not really a tight end. I mean, I, he's more like a like a slower receiver, slower, bigger receiver, because he doesn't yeah. block. He, he no. can't he can't be on the line and help in the run game. So you draft him as a tight end, but then you're only using him in the slot. It's it's kind of a waste in my opinion. But uh, that's I'm not taking I'm not trying to take any away from the kid. You know, he's a fantastic athlete. He's but. He's listed as a tight end, but he doesn't really contribute to everything a tight end should be. I don't know where I'm getting with that. I just wanted to to point that out. You know, um, it, it 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 attributes to to the the way that the 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 NFL is going. I think the tight end position has been revolutionized to the point where you're not going to get that bruising uh, blocker um, as your as your number one guy. And on the flip side, if you do get uh, one guy like that, you got to have two guys. You got to have a receiving tight end, and you got to have a guy that's going to be in there for blocking purposes. Uh, and you see that with a lot of these teams now. So, 
Um, if I were the Falcons, I, if you were going to make another move at tight end, you would find a, a, that bruising tight end that can block for you and, and get those short routes when you need him on third and short. Yeah, absolutely. Um, next game, Packers beat the Buccaneers 14 to 12. Uh, this is a game Packers normally lose against a team like the Bucks, who so far just want to run all the time. But I mean, that's kind of um, that's kind of by force because all their receivers are not playing. So Packers hold on for the victory. Uh, I mean, the Buccaneers look terrible throughout the whole game, and they still had a chance to win at the end. That I think that speaks more about. I, I think that speaks more bad on the Packers than it does good for the Bucks. And I hope you get what I'm trying to say. But uh, what did you yeah. get from that game? I mean, I think I, th- I think uh, Tom Brady is kind of getting uh, getting some free money this year so far. Um, he doesn't have to do yeah. much. He doesn't have to do much at all, and it, it helps that he has a defense to kind of back him up and it keeps him in games. Um, and and they're running the ball, so he really is. He doesn't have to do anything, and um i think as far as the uh the nfl goes right the nfl gods right i think tom brady is has overstayed his welcome i I mean i want to say that now he doesn't look like the tom brady we've seen in years past he's 45 years old um and and you know he we've already talked about the problems he's had at home and all that stuff but i you know that's another thing but, you know, and this could be an overreaction as well. We've seen it with Tom Brady year after year. We got, you know, he has some adversity. Season comes along, middle of the season, late season, he turns it up and he's Brady of old. So, you know, this might be an overreaction. I'll look back at this take and be like, okay, yeah, that was ridiculous, you know. But, uh, you know, so far he's getting some free money, man, handing the ball off and watching his defense do all the work. Yeah, definitely. I think he'll pick it up once his receivers get back, but uh, he's not going to be good forever. He's going to he, he's going to suck at some point. It's just yeah. going to happen. Uh, this year might be the year. I don't want to spend too much time in this game because it doesn't deserve it. The Broncos beat the 49ers 11 to 10. Um, Garoppolo showed us why the Niners traded up to pick literally anyone who was left over Garoppolo for the future. Uh, he took. He took or- Orvalowski's mean, so you know he's got that going for him now. Shanahan got outclassed by Nathaniel Hackett. It was just an embarrassing loss for San Francisco. Yeah, congratulations to uh, that uh, the 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 Colorado Rockies for scoring six runs in the ninth inning and uh, <laughs> beating the San Francisco Giants eleven to ten. Uh, <laughs> that's what the, that's yeah. what it seemed like. Cool. It was it was a bad game. Um, yeah, we already talked about them, but yeah, that was a really bad game to watch. Yeah, uh, you can't you can't eviscerate um, Lance and then defend Garoppolo after this performance. I don't see how you could do that. Because imagine if Lance had the game Jimmy did, uh, it, it'd be it'd be no end to it. So, yeah, we'll see if they can turn it around. Uh, and then the final game that we just played tonight, Cowboys beat the Giants twenty-three to sixteen. Um, I mean, I didn't really watch the game. I don't have anything. I think both these teams suck. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. You know what? I will say that the, the 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 Cowboys' defense is pretty damn good this year. Now, it's going to keep them in a lot of games. Uh, they had, I think it was like six sacks and an interception on uh, Daniel Jones. Um, they have a rookie at, at uh, right tackle. So, you know, um, Micah Parsons, you know, he had a feast. 
in this game and and the rest of the defense and that pass rush they also had a feast as well so um yeah you know if the cowboys do stay around um it's going to be because of that defense and 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 watch out for them if if dak prescott comes because then that brings a whole another layer to that offense yeah i did see a report that dak could play next week from his own mouth so I mean, we'll we'll see if that happens, but yeah, Parsons all pro this year, easy in my opinion. We'll see. You know, they got the Eagles in the division, so it's gonna be the division's probably not in their own possibilities, but definitely could contend for a playoff spot with how weak the NFC is at the bottom. Uh, that's that's all. That's all we got. The recaps, a couple of topics we want to talk about. Mike, you got any closing thoughts? Uh, no, that's it, man. Uh. You know, looking forward to this Thursday game. Should be a pretty solid game. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we'll we'll see what happens with that. So for Mike, I'm James. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Uh, rate, review, download, subscribe, all that good stuff. Leave us a comment on the Facebook page. Uh, thanks for everyone for listening to Unbiased Football Talk. We'll see you again soon.